Hi, I'm Jonah Weingarten, the keyboardist and composer in Pure Maze, and you are listening to The Progcast. Stay metal, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the broadcast. I'm your host, Dario, and with me calling from the United States is Jonah, as you just heard from Pyramaze. Uh, how are you doing, Jonah? Great to see you. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, doing well here. I'm in Minnesota, and it's cold and rainy out right now. And tomorrow it's supposed to snow, so I think winter is officially starting. Oh, wow. Um it is uh, 12 midday where you are right now, right? And here yep. in Munich, it's 7. Um, so it's very dark here already. But we had a very sunny autumn day today. Um, so I went out for a run. Wonderful. Jonah, you, you, uh, you guys uh, have a new album uh, coming out this Friday. And it's called Epitaph. It's going to be out on... AFM Records, your first uh, album uh, for AFM Records, and uh, but the th third album with that lineup, right? Correct. Yep, <laughs> Disciples of the Sun and our last album, Contingent, and then this is our, our third album in a row with our new lineup. Yeah, it's, it's probably not really new anymore, right? <laughs> right, yeah. This, is, uh, this has been the, the group of guys we've had since um, 2013, I believe. Yeah, so um, why don't you introduce the band for our listeners uh, quickly who might have not heard about you or, or, or don't know the, the, the members of the band yet? Sure. Um, well, I'll start with Jakob Hansen. He's our um, rhythm guitarist, and he also plays bass on our albums, and he is our producer um, and mix engineer. And so he's kind of the jack of all trades. Um, you might know him from his mixing work with Volbeat, Amaranth, um, Mercenary, Primal Fear. Yeah. This so dude many. has, has, has a, has a huge record, uh, a huge list of albums he produced or mixed or worked with as a producer, as an, as a, or as a, yeah, music uh, like in the studio, in the post-production. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. He's one. He's one of the best out there. So we're very lucky to have him. Also, as a member of our band, um, our our lead guitar player's name is Toka Skjernemand. Um, our drummer is Morten Sorensen. and uh, he also plays drums for Anubis Gate. Yes. And uh, our singer is Terja Haroy, and he lives up in Norway. Right. I, um, I was going to ask you, actually, because look, looking at the history of uh, Pyramaze, um, you guys started out with the first album, Melancholy Beast, was in 2004, and that was the like the Danish guys plus you and Lance King on vocals, actually. So I wondered, back in, back in the day, in 2004, how, how did you, like, you and, and Lance end up with this Danish band? Um, yeah, that that would. Oh, I was always curious how that happened. <laughs> um, well, I was still a, I was still a teenager then, and so I posted a message on the Bakken Open Air guest book, um, saying I was a keyboardist from the U.S. and I was looking to join a band in Europe. 
And uh, I got an email that day from the founding guitarist of Pyramids, uh, Michael Camer, who's no longer in the band, unfortunately, but we miss him and love him. Um, and uh, so I sent an audition tape over to Denmark and I got the job and I got flown out to Denmark in January of 2003 and recorded uh, our debut album, Melancholy Beast. Um, and then uh, it was at, at Jakob's studio. And he thought what we were doing was really good, so he sent it to a company called Instrumental Management. And they also really liked it. Um, and then they are, I think, the ones that found Lance for us because they decided that the material needed a really fantastic singer, like a world-class singer. Um, right. and, then, and then we also got signed to worldwide record deals like EMI in Japan and, and so forth. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. And that was... Um, Many years ago, almost twenty years ago now. So yeah, uh, uh, when you just said like the the, the Vakan message board, it's that those were the pre Facebook days, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's crazy. It was yeah pre social media. MySpace wasn't even around yet, or any of that. Yeah, right. So for us to come together in the way that we did before social media, I think is um, pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah, and uh, for me in that time, uh, 2004, uh, around that time, I was actually listening a lot to an, an online radio station that was called Progulus Radio. And there we also had a little chat board and a lot of friendships started there. And actually, um, that's where I met Van and Matthias, uh, my co-founders of, of the Progspace. <laughs> Um, okay. So, um, or yeah, it's, it was Van's idea. Um, so that's where we all met for the first time. And it's also where I discovered Pyramids with Melancholy Beast and The Legend of the Bone Carver, the first two albums. Um, they were in heavy rotation. The cool thing about the, the uh, Progolus radio was, or still is, that... Um, it's a um, listener request system. So you, you can put your songs that you want to hear into the queue. It's not like mm -hmm. a DJ or, or some something. No one is um, curating what's playing there. And uh, those have been great. Those were great times to discover so much um, prog music. And uh, yeah, Pyramids was uh, always in heavy rotation there. <laughs> Oh, after after those the, those uh, first two albums uh, that I just mentioned, uh, where Lance King was singing, um, you guys put out Immortal in uh, 2008 with Matt Barlow, of course. And after that, um, Terry from Norway joined. And yeah, as I said, um, Epitaph is going to be the third album with that with that lineup. Yeah. Um, so uh, since it's an international band, how do you guys uh, start with a new album uh, when the songwriting starts? Is uh, I guess everyone is uh, developing their ideas at home and then you throw them yeah. around through the internet? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the guys in Denmark, Jakob, Toka and uh, Morten get together in the studio there and uh, whip up some ideas. And then I also write on my own from here and I'll send what I do to them and they add their parts and they send what they do to me and I add my parts. And so I think that's actually helped with the album be very um, dynamic and diverse. 
because you have so many songwriters involved and so many different approaches to the songwriting process that the end result is, uh, you know, an album that's 12 or 13 songs long, but that doesn't get stale, that always sounds different. Yeah, actually, just just listen to it for the first time, just before I jumped here on the call. And it is it is pretty diverse, and uh, you wrote about half of the songs, if I saw that like yeah. like with a with the glance of my eye um and yeah let's talk about the first three singles maybe uh, stroke of magic world foregone and particle i think world foregone for me was definitely the standout uh, track from those three a stroke of magic is so is more or less is the opening track a killer opening track of the album um, yeah. but world foregone with the video and the and the and the lyrics and the little explanation that came with the video, I think uh, uh, that really it it, it uh, uh, touched me a little bit that topic that you guys wrote about and and that you uh, put into the song. Um, that's also one of your songs, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I wrote that song. Um, yeah, very proud of it. Um, it's a um, a topic, of course, that's very important to me and but to all of us. You know, we all we all have children in this band, and we want to leave a nice planet for them and their children to live on. So it's very 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 anthemic. I had a little bit uh, uh, evergreen feel, maybe. Uh, With a, with a, with a big anthemic chorus. <laughs> yeah, we we've gotten a lot of comparisons on this album to Evergrey. Um, it it was really unintentional for us. So we all love Evergrey, but it wasn't something that we were uh, trying to do, I suppose. So, um, but we certainly take it as a compliment because Evergrey is a fantastic band. And I think I just saw yesterday on Instagram or, or today even that uh, um, Tom Englund posted that. The album is done. The new Evergrey album is done, and so mm -hmm. so there's gonna be a new Evergrey album out next year, I guess. Um, cool. The third single was Particle, and that was also a bit different, but more in the um, yeah accessible, most accessible way. Um, how was the reaction to that? How do you think the pe people liked it? Um, it seems like most people like it. The ones that don't. Um, just see it as too much of a departure from our older sound or even from some of our newer sound, I suppose. Um, we worked with a songwriter called Christoph uh, Astiana from Denmark. who He's the singer and songwriter for a band called Hero. Um, they're kind of more of a modern rock, sort of pop rock band from Denmark. So it was cool to have um, that additional influx of creativity there. Um, and we worked with him actually on a, a few songs on the album. Obviously, Particle was one of them. Um, and uh, I believe the other one was uh, Indestructible. So you can kind of hear that that one, too, has more of a modern sound, especially in the chorus. But it's a, it's a nice like fusion of sounds and influences. Yeah. Um, you also have a couple of guests on the album. Um, on... Transcendence specifically, uh, you got Britney from Alicia Archers. I just, uh, as I said, I just listened to the album and yeah, you, that that was the definitely the right choice for that song. It's really powerful. <laughs> how, how, She's awesome. 
how was the the uh, collaboration with her? Um, how did it go about, or how was it working with her? Both. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Jakob has produced and mixed the two most recent Unleash the Archers albums. All right. So there was that connection, and then also I've been friends with um, uh, the guys and the guys and gal in Unleash the Archers for a few years now as well myself, and. Um, we myself and my girlfriend saw them on tour a couple years back and i had was talking to Brittany about working together on something at some point um and so when i wrote um the music for transcendence that was one that really stuck out in my mind that would be great for her to um collaborate on because it's very it's just a super driving track you know i think usually on albums um you know it's more common when you have a female vocalist if you if you have them on a ballad and that's yeah. kind of what we've done in the past, but she's such a powerful singer and, and has so much range. She's one of my favorite singers in the world. So I wanted her to, um, yeah, to sing on something that wasn't a ballad also. Great. Uh, yeah. As I said, fits perfectly. And then, um, kind of the opposite of what the more accessible poppy tracks are the, the big epic at the end. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the time traveler? Uh, we have some people coming time traveling uh, from the past of the band also appearing on this album, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, well, they, they, I'll start with the album title, actually, for, for the album is Epitaph. And what that means to us is a tribute to our past and honoring our fans and honoring our history. So um, that was part of it because we wanted to do something like that that was, um, dare I call it, fan service, but something to uh, make everyone happy, I suppose. Um, and then um, we played the Prague Power USA show and, uh, in 2016, and Lance and Matt joined us for three songs each and then everyone all together for the grand finale of Disciples of the Sun. And that went really well, so we wanted – that sort of also planted the seed of like, hey, it would be cool to do a song or something or a trilogy or something along those lines and include Matt and Lance. We, we just love the over the overarching sense of unity and family. Yeah. That's always been something that Pyramids has been all about. So um, and Michael Kamayer, our original guitarist and um, the main songwriter for our first three albums, wrote the story and the lyrics and the vocal melodies for the time traveler. So it's actually something, something extra cool and extra special to include him as well. Yeah. So it's like even our more. whole history <laughs> came together there, you know, it's pro the, probably the most pyramid song ever or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with all the people involved. And, um, I guess also for the, fans out there who love their uh metal uh not only powerful but also epic and proggy that's probably the the go-to song on the new album right yeah yeah i think it will be i think it'll be um a fan favorite for sure especially for um you know our fan base that mostly comes from the like the, our first three albums you know so Yeah, you just mentioned the, uh, the uh, your appearance on your legendary show on at Proc Power USA. We actually met at the year after in 2017 at Proc Power Europe. Oh God, that's also three years ago already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, with with such an in international project, it is uh, 
even in normal times, it's it's probably not that easy to get together and and book some shows together. Um, so yeah, probably uh, the question would be a little futile to to ask if there w will be any plans in the future of uh, playing live again and bringing Epitaph to the stage. Because no one know, um, nobody knows how is, how the situation will develop uh, globally, right? Um, right. Well, we have a we have a Norwegian tour um, that is sort of ready to to be booked when the time is right. It's something that we've already rescheduled twice now, and uh, so we're just kind of sitting on that and working with the booking person to to reschedule that when we're a hundred percent sure now that it will be possible. Oh, that's great. So, and of course, it sucks to release an album when you can't play live shows. But, um, you know, our, our fans have always been all around the world anyway. So, you know, we have our music and we have our music videos and we all try to interact with our fans on social media. And and so I, I suppose, you know, glass half full, that's the best we can do. And um, hopefully people will still go out there and buy the Epitaph album because the music industry needs you know, needs to stay alive, you know, I hope everyone's buying music from all of their favorite bands. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, just looking it up here, um, look, having a look at the cover and then seeing that there's a limited edition violet vinyl um, that uh, sounds amazing because I think it's, it, I always love to, to buy vinyls, uh, like colored limited vinyls that to the color uh, theme of the of the, of the album cover artwork, mm -hmm. um, uh, so so I'm, I'm I'm sure that it's it's gonna look dope. Yeah, I can't wait to frame it and put it up on my wall. <laughs> so yeah, you you uh, you already mentioned the the Proc Power USA show mm -hmm. um, with Lance and Matt joining in. Um, I'm I have, of course, I have seen videos and and pictures of center stage in Atlanta, and um, if uh, I, I always wanted to to go also to to maybe one day also go to Proc Power USA, um, as I was uh, at Proc Power Europe for a lot of times now, and just uh, w w always wanted to to visit my uh, American brothers and sisters at the Proc Power USA and and the stage and the and the the venue just looks super cool. It's it's a lot bigger than Proc Power Europe. And yeah. and so so I guess that that was probably one of the highlights of the band history. Um is there any other uh highlights you you uh particularly are fond of the memories? Um, we played the Bloodstock Festival in England, in Manchester, England in 2006, and that was also one of my favorite shows. Oh, wow. Um, we had fans come down from Scotland with, like, big Braveheart swords for us to autograph, and, um, yeah, it's just really, that was also a really great festival, and the, they treated us well, so that was fun, and uh, awesome fans over there as well, and of course. Um, I liked playing Paris with Primal Fear back in 2006 also. That was a good <laughs> one. 
So we've had some some nice shows over the yeah the history of our career. Of course, yeah, playing Prague Power Europe was super cool. Yeah, um, Pr Primal Fear is one of one of those metal bands, like uh, early metal bands, I got into because actually the uncle of a classmate of mine used to play drums in Primal Fear. <laughs> Okay. When I was still in school, when I was like 14 or something. <laughs> okay. And I started to get into metal. And so my classmates said, hey, do you know my uncle plays in Plymouth And I was like, oh. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an amazing year for prog metal. Um, a lot of amazing albums. Uh, dropping in 2020 at least one thing that has been consistently good in this year. Um, great new prog albums throughout the very different subgenres of prog. Um, Pyramid is here, obviously, in the more traditional melodic uh, power prog metal vein. Uh, we like to end our interviews with a little section that we call "What's in Your Walkman." So, is there anything that you have you have been listening to lately that you would like to recommend to your fans and our listeners? Um, yeah, I, I love that "What's in Your Walkman" because I haven't owned a Walkman for twenty uh, five years or something. But uh, yeah, actually, I've been digging into the back catalog of um, uh, Scar Symmetry again. All right, and sort of. Yeah, rediscovering that. I used to listen to them a lot um, back in the day, uh, especially their first three albums. And um, yeah, so I've mostly been jamming that lately. I like um, sort of remembering like, oh yeah, I really like that band. And then sort of re-digging re into their back catalog and listening to the albums that I grew up with and always loved. Yeah, I think I saw them once, like, yeah, more than 15 years ago. And um, I'm pretty sure it was still with Christian Elvestam with the first uh, with the first singer. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was a that was a fun show at the Rock Fabric in Ludwigsburg. Um, yeah, yeah, cool, cool recommendation. Any any uh, particular track that you would like me to put into the playlist for this um, episode from uh, from Scar Symmetry? Yes. Uh, let's go all the way back to their first album, and I think it's the first track on their first album. It's called Chaos Weaver. It's always stuck in my head. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that the title, definitely. I never really followed them, uh, to be honest, but of course I know about them and about their, their significance in, the, in that particular subgenre that they're, um, they're in. Um, anything else um, before I, I I come around with my recommendations? Um, well, I would just want to say thanks to everyone out there who has supported Pure Mace for all these years and bought our albums and come to our shows when we do, in fact, play them. And uh, I promise that we'll keep making the best albums that we can and making music that is true to ourselves. And thank you for supporting us in the music industry. Very, very and also uh, also check out my new band Catalyst Crime. Uh, we have a big announcement coming this week as well, and uh, yeah, some touring plans coming up. So, oh, that sounds that sounds very interesting. You you do you want to say uh, a little bit more about them? Uh, what what we can expect? 
Yeah, like, Catalyst um, Prime is my new uh, symphonic metal band that I'm a part of and a com the composer of. Um, and yeah, our debut album is going to be coming out in 2021. And we're going to shoot a music video in about a month. So yeah, that's just something else that's exciting. And I get to do even more of my film score um, music style composing with that band, which is fantastic. So uh, make sure to follow Catalyst Crime and Pyramids on Facebook if you don't already. Sounds great. I'm just uh, having your um, personal musician profile on the Metal Archives open here. And I see Catalyst Crime uh, listed there already but they don't have a, an, a, their own uh, entry there yet. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm sure that'll be coming soon. It's all, the drummer from Zandria is also in the band, uh, Garrett Lamb. So all he's right. yeah, another well-known band and musician. Great. Um, that sounds, sounds really exciting. Um, so for, for these What's in Your Walkman sections, I always try to match them a little bit with like my recommendations a little bit with the with the style of the band obviously that we are talking about um so a couple of days ago i woke up and had randomly stuck in my head the song colophon from threshold's march of progress album in 2012 so i'm gonna put that song and also um just recently dgm from italy dropped their new album and the first yeah. the first single i think especially flesh and blood uh was a really killer track so i'm gonna put that uh in the playlist as well and uh rounding things off with a true <laughs> epic i i'm i'm not sure i don't know if you know this band but they haven't been active in a long time but also from italy um twin spirits uh with daniele liverani And their last album was in 2011, Legacy. And they had a super duper epic on there called The Endless Sleep. And every time I want to have a, like a symphonic prog metal epic, <laughs> I, I go back to that one often, very often. Oh. It's, uh, and so I'm going to put that in there as well as uh, at the very end of the playlist but starting of the playlist is of course the the three singles from the upcoming new pyramids album uh, epitaph and then i'm also gonna put some some other pyramids tracks uh, throughout the discography if you want you can choose them you can choose your favorite songs from the albums Are you up for that? Uh, yeah, sure. From our from our past albums. <laughs> yeah, like like a little best off. Sure. Um, maybe I'll just choose one song from each album then. Yes. Um, let's go with Sleepy Hollow from our album Melancholy Beast. Yeah. Um, Ancient Words Within from our Legend of the Bone Carver album. Um, Year of the Phoenix from our Immortal album with Matt Barlow. Um, Disciples of the Sun from Disciples of the Sun. And uh, let's go with Starman from Contingent. Great. And now just, just uh, as we were going through the discography, I just remembered the one big progulus 
uh, Pyramid's hit single, so to speak, and it was Mighty Abyss. <laughs> and we were, oh, yeah. every time it would come on, we were like going crazy in the little chat board on the side of the of the uh, website, uh, like screaming, uh, typing the Mighty Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that, no. that's, those are my memories with uh, early memories with Pyramids uh, on Progress Radio. Um, all right, Jonah, thanks for taking the time and uh, talking to us. All the best with the release of Epitaph, the new Pyramids album. Um, Thank you. And then, yeah, hopefully uh, the at one point you'll be able to play live again. Um, and all the other bands that are waiting impatiently as well, of course. Um, thanks for being on the show. All the best to you, um, to our listeners. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and listen to great music. Thank you. The Progcast is a production of Stuus Media and is presented by the Prague Space. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant, and Van Kirsch does our graphics. New episodes of the podcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. For more interviews and reviews in the written form, check out theprogspace.com. <laughs>